Thanks for tuning in to NL Newsday here on this Wednesday. Hope everyone's having a lovely day so far. Now let's uh, talk a little bit about COVID-19 here on the local front. And to help do that, I'm pleased to welcome Kamloops Medical Health Officer, Dr. Carol Fenton. Dr. Fenton, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing good. Always appreciate you taking the time. Um, I guess I want to start with a, a real positive uh, note here. I mean, cases in the Kamloops area continuing to trend in the right direction, as it is province-wide. Uh, the daily case rate from the latest data I was able to see, I think, is about three cases a day we're seeing uh, in the local health area. Just how encouraged are you about that trend, and, and how much do you think can be really attributed to vaccine efforts at this point in time? Is that, you think, the main reason why we're seeing numbers go down and in, in obviously in a positive direction? You know, I love to see it, um, and, you know, I'm finding myself looking forward to the updates uh, every time now, so that's that's the good news. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to attribute um, changes when we are doing so many different things to, uh, you know, stop the spread of COVID, uh, but certainly vaccines making a huge impact, uh, and we know that from, you know, the, the changes that we've seen in in specific high-risk areas where we have really high vaccination rate, like long-term care. It's made a huge difference there. But, of course, you know, the warm weather and getting outside um, also definitely helped. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, now, vaccines just in general, they have been going pretty well, and, and province-wide we're already on track, right, to hit those uh, population targets for step three of the restart plan. I'm just wondering, or, or, or a little bit nervous perhaps, I guess, just in a general standpoint, that people might get a little complacent here, you know, maybe some who have not yet gotten a vaccine or have yet to register for a vaccine might not feel they need to at this point, given that everyone else around them has probably gotten their first shot and will be in line for a second dose. Do you have a message for anyone out there who might be, you know, feeling a little bit hesitant at this stage of the game and and knowing that there's a lot of room, right, in our clinics to get people in at this point? It's a pretty smooth process. I got mine a couple of weeks ago. I was in and out within uh, 25 minutes, so it doesn't take a whole lot of your day to actually go and get done. Uh, Do you have any just message for anyone out there who's maybe feeling still a little bit hesitant to go in and get a dose? You know, being hesitant and having questions and and wanting to know more about the vaccine is absolutely normal and lots of uh, resources exist to get that information so you feel comfortable making that decision. But at the same time, it's the easiest thing you can do to stop COVID for yourself, for those around you and your community. Like you said, we've worked really hard to make it an easy process. So, you know, encourage anyone, you know, if you have questions, go and find information from reputable sources. So immunized BC is a really good one. and then, you know, talk to friends and family about whether or not they've got their vaccine and how, how they made that decision. And, and let's get everyone vaccinated so that we can have a return to normalcy as fast as possible. And, and when we're talking about vaccines, too, we're looking, of course, ahead a lot of people now to the second dose, when they might be able to go in and get that. And we got the recent advice from the National Advisory Committee on Immunization about mixing and matching, uh, particularly for those who received an AstraZeneca through a pharmacy for a first dose. I think a lot were concerned about, hey, where the heck is my second dose going to be coming from, given some of the concerns around supply issues with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Now hearing, you know, it's going to be okay if they were to get a Pfizer or Moderna as a second dose. How much easier do you think that makes sort of the logistics here to make sure people are are able to get a second dose and have an opportunity to do so on a, a, a very convenient way? Uh, I imagine just that the ability to have a different vaccine type uh, to, to get a second dose probably makes things a lot easier from interior health standpoint as we try to, you know, make sure it all goes as smoothly as possible. 
I mean, I can't comment specifics on operations because luckily that's not in my wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. I do think that makes things easier um, for them to not have to coordinate all the products everywhere necessarily. Um, but, uh, you know, with any other vaccine, we don't concern ourselves very much with the manufacturer, you know, as long as you've had, for example, three uh, vaccines that contain tetanus, you're considered protected against tetanus. And so I was expecting this announcement and I'm glad to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I know it's something we've been talking about for a long time and we finally got word from NASI about that uh, here this week. Uh, I mean, I'm curious to see a little bit more about what Dr. Henry has to say on that tomorrow as well. So I look forward to hearing uh, from our public health officials on that. Um, I know uh, the, the concerns existed not too long ago when it came to capacity at the Royal Inland Hospital, right? When we were really at the peak of this third wave of COVID-19, there was a little bit of concern about what the availability of beds might be when with uh, Royal Inland Hospital, particularly related to COVID-19. But as I look right now, I believe the hospitalization numbers, 14 in hospital and eight in ICU right across interior health. So that number is, is significantly down from where we were not too long ago. I'm just curious if you might have any update on, on sort of what things look like at Royal Inland Hospital. Have things kind of calmed down in the recent weeks and months here? And uh, should people feel pretty confident, I suppose, about how our hospital is handling things right now? Uh, you're right. So our, our hospitalization numbers have gone down as our infection numbers have gone down as expected. So that's good news. But I know all of our hospital colleagues are still super hard at work because there are a lot of other things that take people to hospital. So we need to be safe and healthy in many other ways as well. Um, as we look towards this summer, one thing I was curious just from, from your point of view, and, and this is kind of not really necessarily from a high-level medical standpoint, but I'm just curious if you have any thought about what this summer potentially could look like in our local health authority. Do you think it will look a lot like last year, maybe even a little bit more open, given that we are starting to see some some lighter events being allowed after July 1st, assuming that date holds true for step three? Um, you know, I'm I just wondering if you if you had sort of a, a, a inkling as to how... Um, how open will be as a community to to having sort of a, a normal summer. I know there's, you know, things like casinos and stuff are, are not going to be at full capacity. We're not going to be going to concerts. So it's not a full-on normal summer, but it's going to feel, I think, a lot better this year compared to what we maybe saw a year ago. And I was just curious if maybe you, you sort of had that same feeling as well. Yeah, I mean, what we will see will be guided by the rates that that we experience. And, you know, we can always um, be surprised. I I get surprised all the time by COVID and what it's managed to do. So, you know, we must remain vigilant and protect ourselves and those around us, particularly by getting vaccine if we want to get to more of a normal state. Um, But I would expect, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, we follow the BC reopening restart plan. It seems like a really good plan uh, with a lot of safety measures uh, in place. And so I'm hoping that that's what we will see. Perfect. Well, I, I think that's about all I have for questions for you right now, Dr. Fenton. Obviously, this is sort of a, a, a positive news story, I think, at this stage of the game compared to other conversations we may have had in the past. Um, I know you've always tried to put a positive spin on things, but this right now just feels like uh, we're really in a good place right now. Um, so I guess just a uh, final question, you know, is there anywhere in Kamloops that... Uh, 
that you think maybe has uh, some concern at this point, or are you pretty confident in just the community as a whole as we continue to be vigilant, the word you've used a number of times here, and, and work our way out of this pandemic? Kamloops specifically, we seem to be doing well, so do you have a, maybe a message to the wider community just about making sure we continue on the right path? Sure. So my only area of concern that we're, we're looking at right now is getting the, the youth and the young adults vaccinated. Um, we're, we're seeing lower numbers. I mean, good, good amount of turnout, but we could see higher and then they're going to be the population that brings us over that finish line. So, you know, important for everyone uh, over the age of 12 to know that they are now eligible for vaccine. They can register at getvaccinated.gov.bc.ca. And it's really important for themselves and everyone around them that they uh, get vaccinated. Dr. Fenton, as always, appreciate the time. Thank you so much for this. Let's continue to make sure we, we do our part to keep the spread of COVID-19 down as we have been doing for the last little while. And I think having people like yourself just continue to reiterate the message is important. So appreciate the time today and we'll catch up again soon. Thanks. Always great to be here. Yeah, always great to have you on the show. Kamloops Medical Health Officer right there, Dr. Carol Fenton.